Hey everybody, welcome to the Wellness That Works podcast. Hi Lily. Hi Sam, how have you been this week? Um, I'm okay, all good. Um, I went to the office yesterday, Exciting. Uh, which was really nice and um, we were all, there was just like a small group of us, obviously all social distance etc. Um, but uh, there's a couple of things that I've realised. I'm, I'm, I'll let you talk in a minute, but I just need to get this out because there's a couple of things I realised that I really missed, um, and that was the noise of people tapping on keyboards. Because I've I've oh literally had that my whole w- working life, and I didn't realise how much I I obviously didn't know I was going to miss it. Yeah, that was weird. There was something quite comforting about it. We were all heads down, just sort of getting on with work, and um, and then we all, um, you know, we had a, a big meeting, and um, it was really good. But I am exhausted. Yeah, absolutely exhausted. And you were in last week, weren't you? Yeah, I had the exact same thing. Went in. It was really nice to see people. It made me realise. I kept saying it to everyone there how dark and dingy my flat is because. <laughs> The lights felt like so overpowering. Really yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And it, you can't decide what heat you have the office. No. Like you can't crank a window open. So <laughs> those kind of things, like I really struggled with. And then I thought I used to do that every day and never thought anything of it. But it just goes to show that we've been talking in the last few episodes about the overwhelming feeling potentially of going out socialising again. But actually it's like just going back to the day to day of potentially your job and I, I like shout out to people that have been on furlough all that time and then that's a massive shock to the system of yeah. being stood up in a shop all day or you know whatever your your role is, is for work is but no it, it definitely hit me hard and I got home at six and I fell asleep and I didn't wake up till the morning no I'm done yeah saved that's on, the same I was the dinner. same <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I was the same I couldn't believe it and, and I just thought I couldn't actually do, I couldn't have done it today as well. Like two days in a row. Two days in a row. Isn't that bizarre? We used to do it every single day. So now I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about going in tomorrow because I obviously need to get the dog used to being on his own. Um, So I might go in for a short time tomorrow. Um, But it's just building up to, you know, what, whatever, you know, life looks like in the office for us going forwards. But yeah, just one day and I was just exhausted. I know, it re- really interesting though. It's just yeah. that stimulation you're not you're not used to. Yeah, just talking to a lot of people and shout out to people that have worked all the way through lockdown in like frontline workers because Absolutely. it just makes you realise how intense how... that must have been, like with masks on. Yeah. Um just travelling with a mask on, on the train is like weird. So trying to yeah, communicate with that. people with masks yeah. on, especially in that, you know, certain situations, high pressured situations as well. I mean, that's just that must have been that is so difficult. No, definitely. So. And I think it ties in quite nicely with um this week's topic. So we would normally have a ramble, but we do actually have uh, a topic of conversation to talk about today. Topic. Very important. Um because when this episode comes out, so between the 10th and the 16th of May, it is Mental Health Awareness Week in the UK and I believe potentially internationally as well. So I know um Sam and I have talked about mental health a lot and obviously as a brand at WW, we are very what's the word? We're switched on when it comes to mental health. We know yeah. the importance of it when it comes to 
your general health um, and also the habits you create, the, you know, the psychology and the science behind the choices we make, whether mm-hmm. that's food. So I think we've probably touched on it in a lot of ways, but today we wanted to really yeah. kind of bring more awareness to some of the stats that there are out there and, you know, how you can help yourself and help other people so yeah and yeah. I think when we spoke about it before we were we were we were talking about lockdown yeah. you know and essentially the, the situation we were in at that point um and also um some of our stats are sort of from the the year prior that people had just been through so so it is interesting now to start talking about stress and anxiety that people will be facing as the world starts to change again so um yeah we do have some interesting stats as well and we have some we have some good ad- advice um as well um like you say we are as a brand we we advise on um, mindset and and your mental health and how to stay healthy body and mind yeah um and then obviously we we also refer to the mental health organization yes and and we obviously don't didn't intend to do it for the podcast but conveniently me and Sam are also mental health first aiders in the office so you know we've we've had the not saying we're experts but we have been trained on it and I think it's really good we were just saying weren't we before we went live Mm -hmm. that it's so good that organizations and so many companies are making sure that we have mental health first aiders in Mm -hmm. the workplace because it it's just the same as if you fall down the stairs like yeah if someone has a, a moment then they need that support. And I, I know for a fact, you know, when we had that training, there were a lot of things where I was like, God, I would not have dealt with that maybe in the right way yeah. before I knew it. Mm-hmm. Were you the same? Yeah, absolutely. I think it teaches you to come from a place of putting yourself in somebody else's situation and not coming from it with your own opinions on how you would deal with a situation Massively. if that makes sense because yeah. everybody is different so therefore you need to understand that person and to understand uh come from a place with zero judgment no preconceived ideas you know and um be able to advise um in a, a neutral way and also let people know where they can get help as well so hopefully we can we can help with that today um so i was we um Obviously, the first thing we know, uh, being mental health first aid, is that you should always talk about how you feel. Mm-hmm. And that in itself, you 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 need to overcome a, a barrier or a hurdle to do that. Um, but once you do, we know that it's it's critical, essential. It helps like, instantly. It's almost like a relief, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because you, you need to... I had to write something about it for internal like use and it's finding the person that you know you feel you can be completely open with yeah and and for some people that might be a family member for some people that might be a counsellor like you might need to be completely separated from Mm -hmm. your day-to-day life to be able to open up and that's still okay it doesn't matter who it is I know you know from an office perspective we've all got our people that we like to go to if we you know Mm -hmm. we're feeling overwhelmed and um you know there'll be certain friends that maybe you feel can relate to you more than others um I always joke about it and I've joked about it on here but like I think sometimes if you know another friend that maybe suffers with a similar 
mental health issue as you mm-hmm. yes it's kind of the blind leading the blind in terms of <laughs> you're both feeling that way but at least you know that that person gets it um and i think you know we we were reading through the stats earlier and it's a lot more common maybe than people probably think isn't it absolutely do you want to get into the the stats now uh, i mean just like the main cuz obviously mental health can cover a huge array of you know illnesses and disorders and we're not going to go into all of them um but the key elements that you know we've seen are very strong in the brand like in terms of the brand and being associated with your eating and and health habits is around stress Mm -hmm. and I think particularly in this current climate stress is a big one um and then anxiety and depression are the most common mental disorders in the Mm -hmm. UK and I think it was about eight percent of the whole of the UK have been potentially diagnosed or meeting criteria for that diagnosis, which is a large amount. And it was the age groups as well, wasn't it? We we were looking at, it doesn't matter how old you are. Yeah, so in the past year, 74% of people have felt so stressed that they have been overwhelmed or unable to cope. I mean, that is a huge number, isn't it? Huge, yes. So therefore... You know, if you think you might be the only person that is thinking this way or feeling this way, I can guarantee you from this stat and that there is somebody very close to you or somebody else you can talk to that is feeling exactly the same way that can give you comfort in that way to let you know you're not on your own. So there's one there's one stat. And then the age talking about age differences, 30 percent of older people reported never feeling overwhelmed or unable to cope in the past year compared to 7% of young adults. Wow. Hmm. Is that a generational thing maybe and like the 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 more pressure to succeed because I know that was one of the main reasons people younger people said about stress, isn't it? Was the pressure that they put on themselves to succeed. Yeah. And comparing yourselves to others. Like yeah. it says 50% of um, 18 to 24 year olds who have experienced high levels of stress felt that from comparing themselves to others. And we've talked about that a lot on the podcast. Social media. <laughs> Social media. Comparing Peer your groups. journey to other people. Exactly. Yeah. Where you are in your career. Yeah. Whether you went to university, whether you're starting you know, your career at a different point, yeah. um, all sorts of things. So you think you're ch- you're having to live up to maybe somebody else's expectations, parents, yeah. etc. So that's that's really interesting. And maybe as you're older, you sort of you get past all of that and and you realise you do get some comfort in in knowing, maybe reprioritizing what's important in life and and things like that. So yeah. yes, really interesting. I think it might also potentially be a lot around the acceptance of talking about mental health. Like Mm -hmm. when I think about my parents, my grandparents, like they would never really openly say if they were majorly overwhelmed about anything. They try and hide stress. Whereas I feel like, you know, younger generations now see the importance of talking about it. Yeah. And therefore maybe are more willing to answer a survey like this more truthfully mm-hmm. yeah not to say it's not happening for people that are older but it's that acceptance right exactly 
And I've just read something really interesting here. For people who reported high levels of stress, 12% said that feeling like they needed to respond to messages instantly was a stressor. Hands up, Lily. <laughs> <laughs> They're up to the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. So isn't that crazy that we're now living in this world where people can get hold of you like, oh. and they know you are sitting there at your screen or on your phone. I've and if never you don't reply instantly, you, you are getting anxiety because you're not replying instantly. Whereas before, okay, I'm now going to sound really old, but before phones and, you know, instant messenger on anything, you just have to wait until that person saw it. And that could be a day or whatever. Yeah. I'm not that old, but you know, just I, saying. Yeah, honestly, like when I read that, part of me thinks maybe it might be higher, but then I think maybe actually True. not as many people are like me. And when I think about my friends, it again, it's, it's one extreme or another. And there's memes about it where it's like, I'll leave a reply a second after you text me or it'll be or four not days later. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it depends what like <laughs> what mental state you're in. But no, I am I am a hundred percent that person. I remember back in the days of dial up broadband, like mm-hmm. getting home from school, going on AOL, going on MSN Messenger, and if the people you wanted to speak to weren't online, I personally would be anxious, like they need to come on soon because my mum's only gonna give me an hour on the <sighs> computer. Yeah. We talk to each other all day at school. So I know. I know. I am now witnessing this with my son. Yeah. And if he doesn't reply to messages, because they've they've just all got phones, but they're quite young. Yeah. Um, but we're sort of preparing them to go to secondary school. The whole messaging thing, I mean, that that is like in itself, I can see the stress and anxiety behind these messages yeah. and that built up over lockdown because they weren't seeing each other. Now it they're seeing worse. each other, it's better. Oh, okay. But they're still, you know, they have just seen each other and then they're all messaging each other. Yeah. And um, I remember doing it myself. Yeah. But so I can't, we had either know. timelines, like deadlines where we yeah. only got a certain amount of time. And with phones, it, it is really nostalgic thinking about it. And it was an easier time. But you would only get your £10 credit. And if you ran out, you ran out. But I remember trying to find ways to like <laughs> get more money to send that last text you need. Or yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So the fact that it's just always on now. And I, I make jokes about well people make jokes of me about it in the office but I cannot have unread emails in my inbox you know you've seen mine and I know a lot of people quite jealous but what comes with it is pure insanity clearly because it would be a lot more sensible to just leave them till tomorrow but then also going back to the the instant message thing if like you say if I've read a message but I'm not in a situation where I can actually respond then I'll probably forget Sam don't leave people on red well that's the thing because then you're stressing somebody else out which in (laughs) turn stresses you out because you think oh my goodness I didn't reply to that person they know I've read it if they've Mm. checked and um now they probably think I don't like them (laughs) or I don't want and it's not the case it's just you know I might have been just about to get in the car to drive or drop in a child off somewhere or whatever it's so true and the the fact that a lot of these companies created the red function was just an awful experience for a lot of people yeah and you know I I still get like really offended by it I'm like they're mad at me or (laughs) 
I'm like, it's not God, that hard to quickly never just look reply at mine, and say you? yes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But then I do think about it and I'm like, these people have it right where they've clearly left their phone somewhere. They haven't got it in their hand all the time. Yeah. So maybe I'm a bit jealous as well. Who knows? But we, we yeah. talked about it a lot. And just the digital detox thing, I've, I've seen a lot of people you know have a, a week off social media and they come back feeling so much better but it's yeah finding then, that how much do you do that exactly and I I do get it like I do absolutely think people should step away if that's the cause of your stress and the cause of your anxiety but then the moment you're back into it you are straight back into it so do you, is yes, it something that you learn from and you don't go straight back into it or do you sort of ease yourself back in but then do you then need a digital detox again so it's like it's learning how to manage your feelings around social Mm. isn't it or being able to just step away from it uh, more frequently yeah that makes sense no definitely and the fact that we we feel like we have to announce it to people like if you don't hear from me it's because of this like you should be able to move away yeah. from the screen without telling people yeah uh, it's the same as if you would go on holiday like you would never need to necessarily majorly announce to people that you were going away mm-hmm. and you wouldn't be able to get hold of people back then because you couldn't do abroad yeah. phone calls and exactly. stuff like that I love watching older films where like when people went on dates they'd actually have to go and knock on someone's door yes and <laughs> write write letters write letters <laughs> That crazy world. I don't know. Probably back then I'd still be like waiting next to the letterbox. Like, where's the letter? <laughs> Why hasn't it come through yet? I'm expecting it. <laughs> yes, we're definitely moving at a pace that we, you know, and yeah, that we've never moved at before. And I think that only intensified through, lo- through lockdown for, for people who were working um, yes. Obviously, it's slowed down for some people, but mm. um, the intensity of working at the pace of, you know, an, an NHS worker or um, not to compare, but then someone in an office as well. Everything's so much more intense because people are there being able to get hold of you from every which way, phones, yeah. you know, whatever. So, yeah. So we're saying, so a lot of these things on how to manage and how to look after your mental health are intrinsically linked to the WW programme. So we've we've talked about talking about your feelings, okay? So if you do have mental health first aiders at work, then please use them. I mean, you don't mm. have to, you don't have to divulge your life, your, your entire background. A mental health first aider is there to point you in the right direction, to help you think more clearly about yeah. what is stressing you out. They're not there for a, a big old counseling session where you're going to um, like divulge, potentially divulge information that you don't really want to or regret it later. That's, that's for them to point you in the direction of an expert. Yeah um staying active obviously we know this one don't we it's we crazy know we feel better looking at this list it's yeah. such common sense everything's common sense isn't it for yeah. staying healthy yet we we need you can snowball like we talk it's about so it easily in that way. yeah exactly and forget you forget yourself especially when you're looking after others as well so it's very easy to put yourself to one side thinking it's the other things that are causing you stress whereas in actual fact, you need to be able to look after yourself in order to look after your mind. 
um, and you know support everybody else if you are in that situation so staying active you know if we could bottle that feeling of how you feel after a run after doing some form of activity a brisk walk or whatever um, it's crazy how we can't hold on to that and make sure it's a regular thing in life some people can some people are really good at it we all know that I'm not you're pretty good at you're pretty good at it I don't know, Sam, not this week. Not this week. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, it's, it's the snowball in effect, isn't it? It's like, oh, and now I can't sleep and it's because I haven't gone for a run. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. We know the score by now. Yes, yeah, you haven't worn yourself out enough. No. Um, eating well, obviously this is this is a huge thing for us. Um, yeah. We know what eating well means. It doesn't necessarily mean we always do it. However, eating well... All of these things, staying active, have the knock-on effect, um, as well as drinking sensibly. So alcohol. There's two things here, actually. You've got hydration. I was drinking water for once, uh, and not alcohol. <laughs> yeah, see, uh, we, so we often drink alcohol to change our mood. Um, and some people, That's it could be true. the first thing that somebody turns to if they're feeling stressed. So it's finding that other thing, isn't it? It's finding the, you know, like the, you got me onto the, the bath bombs and going and having a nice bath instead yeah. or making a really lovely soft drink um you know sparkling water and lemon and mint and things like that just making things different yeah um and then hydration on the back of that that helps your hydration which helps your sleep which helps your mental health yeah and it's all obviously you know in our app for that exact reason and by having that check-in at the end of the week or the end of the day, mm-hmm. you're really able to like, I mean, again, it's common sense and it feels obvious, but when you see it all next to each other, you're like, oh, well, that's probably why I didn't sleep well. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. That's probably why I didn't exercise because I was tired. And yeah, I and I've been really trying to get into journaling my mood just mm-hmm. on paper as well, because I'm really trying to correlate certain other health issues with like my mind and and it it good idea that's another really big thing that i think people don't think about is that there are a lot of physical traits to mental health like Mm -hmm. for people that you you can't see but it actually makes things even harder you might be dealing with migraines on top of it or clenched jaws or um you know some people get stomach problems so it it really does impact us to eat better and and do all those things sam just said because that could then benefit the physical element as well. And just going back to the activity bit, Sam, mm-hmm. for Mental Health Awareness Week this year, um, the organisation have made nature the theme, uh-huh. which I think is really nice. And and the so main reason... So this is the Mental Health Foundation? Yes. Yeah. Um, so if, if you're interested in any of these like stats and more information on the campaign, it's uh, mentalhealth.org.uk, and I'm sure we'll put it in the... Mm-hmm. bio and caption to go with this but the reason they chose nature is because during the pandemic mm-hmm. that's what we all like had to go to. for yeah and yeah. They, they've even said that when it came to top coping strategies 45 percent of us reported being in a green space had been vital for our mental health yeah and you Which, know that don't you yeah. but it does make you feel more grounded and the fresh air obviously helps. The the change of scenery. Yeah. So moving away from your four walls or your place of work for a, for a walk, taking a break. So this comes back to the anxiety around people not being able to get hold of you. You have mm-hmm. to be able to take a break. You have to walk away 
knowing that you're coming back to the same situation and that's fine um you know nothing is nothing else is going to have happened in that time because somebody has to wait an hour for or an extra hour for a response from you is fine yeah um if you're in a situation where the response isn't you know an an emergency of any a private emergency of any point any well, point, so. and nature then tends to mean animals which for a lot of people is a comfort as well and I think yes. because you know there was less pollution and cars around it then meant wildlife increased as well and maybe it's just that we were actually all more aware of that wildlife because we were taking that moment away from our desks and yeah you know I, I know for a few people they did little activities and they might be doing similar for this campaign where when you go out for your walk, you're spotting how many types of wildlife you see or yeah. how many dogs are being walked and, and like cute things like that. But, you know, all of that will help with, mm-hmm. you know, with your mental health. There's something else that seems to bother people um, and um, and affects people's anxiety and that in a different way of keeping in touch with people. So away from the whole instant messenger side, I think that... Being in touch with family or being in touch with friends you you don't see every day, don't speak to every day. Mm. Um, so there's some really sort of good advice on here in, in terms of keeping in touch. It could be a call. It could be a letter. It could be a little card that you send someone. Just by making that contact with somebody that might, you know, might be bothering you in the back of your head by taking a couple of minutes out to, you know, to do a card or to do an email or whatever suddenly that will also make you feel better in turn because you've you've made that effort to to contact someone that you that's been on your mind as well yeah yeah and and that person might need it just as much as you do but you might not know that at the time and those little acts of kindness is kind of how we always talk about it isn't it like even just complimenting someone on something um can make a massive difference and one of the things on this list now that we've got away from the kind of really obvious things of food water um, and sleeping is do something you're good at so finding something that you actually know you really love doing and activities that you can like lose yourself in and just allowing yourself to do that and I actually think I said about it on last week's episode but whether that is watching the same thing over and over again on telly like if that is your safe space, your comfort zone, that's what I do. Yeah. Like yeah. I'd rather do that than try and watch a new film and then be terrified of someone breaking into my house. <laughs> like, that's not going to make me feel calmer, is it? I know for some people though, um, there's always jokes about it on social media. They'll be like, Oh, I need to put on something relaxing to help me go to sleep. And it'll be like a crime podcast. <laughs> nice and relaxing yeah but it works with people so whatever you love doing and and things whatever takes your mind away yeah whatever gives you that that moment of not thinking about anything else just focusing on one thing and essentially that's like meditation is um similar in that way if you'd like to go down that route that can take your mind away from everything else it takes some time to perfect but when you do i think obviously the benefits are huge but in the same way, watching a program, reading a book that takes your mind off of everything else, that's the aim, isn't it? Mm. Um, I'm not going... forcing something that you know may not work for you. Like Exactly. I'm Meditation keep... might not be the thing yeah. for you. And um, I think it's that 
it's talked about so much, isn't it, now? Yeah. Um, yet it may not be for everybody. So yeah. you need to find your own. And I think, right yeah, for some people it does really work. And I've had periods in my life where I, I have really lent on it. But now it just, it's almost like I'm immune to it. And I know we keep banging on to each other about doing yoga, but maybe we're just not going to do it. Like, <laughs> maybe we just need to accept that it's not going to be our calling and that it's not going to be our cure. Like, we've got other things we know we can do that will make us feel better. I'm trying not to laugh. I still believe that I'm You're going to shock you one day. <laughs> I, I'm not sure how many months this has been, but I still believe I'm going to shock you. And I've got a story to tell you, actually. At the weekend, we went walking in the woods. We got lost, actually. And we decided to take a shortcut down a really steep hill. And um, the gravel was really loose on the top of this hill, the mud. And so I slid quite a long oh way. <laughs> but my my foot or my knee ended up behind me. So I was, I was sliding down with my leg up, sort of, you know, Jeez. so your your foot's on your bum underneath you, right? And I, all, as I'm sliding, I was thinking, this really hurts. And if I did yoga, this wouldn't be hurting so much. <laughs> So, I still might go. You never know. If I was more flexible, that wouldn't have hurt half as much. Well, you could have done a somersault down the hill instead. Well, exactly. <laughs> could have styled it out in some way. Hindsight. What's <laughs> hindsight for it's you? It's a great thing. <laughs> um, so, going back to the pressures of that you may feel outside of you, you um, mm-hmm. so peer pressure and expectations um, or your own expectations of yourself um there's something in obviously and we all know this accepting who you are and knowing that I always say to myself if I'm feeling any anxiety over something I may have said or done I I have to tell myself I'm a good person and Mm. I'm and I'm just doing the best I can in life and all of my intentions are good so therefore and everybody else is thinking the same way as me, you know? So everybody's thinking, I said that wrong. I did that wrong. I'm not I'm not meeting so-and-so's expectations. I'm not meeting my own expectations. You just have to know that you're a good person and that you are, you have good intentions and you are always there to support others. So therefore, you need to be able to support yourself and look after yourself. Yeah, and accept who you are. The way they, yeah, the way they worded it as accept who you are is just so powerful. And you know, saying that good self esteem helps you cope. And yeah, that I'm not going to go into it, but that's hit pretty, pretty hard. I felt it might have. Yeah, slippery yeah. slopes, slippery slopes that yeah, falls but down actually... in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Literal Always leave it ones. to me to fall over. Minor, minor calamity, Sam. Not real, but um, but actually, we spoke to somebody um, in lockdown on the podcast, and um, that person said, "By comparing yourself to others, you lose a piece of yourself, mm. or something like that." And that's something that stuck with me. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, as you get older, you can get it more into perspective and realise what is the mo- what are the most important things in life. And that's not taking anything away from from younger people and saying that they don't assess life in that way. But I think it's um, 
it comes more naturally as you get older. Yeah. Take it from this old old bird. <laughs> <laughs> and that it is true, just the whole like finding things you, you like to do. Like everyone has their own coping mechanisms and I had to like talk about it in, in the office and it it doesn't matter whether it works for you but no one else. Like if something triggers you in any shape or form you need to be able to tell people, like, I need to remove myself from this situation. And it's no, like, insult to you as a human being, but I can't be around this discussion mm-hmm. of conversation or, you know, uh, something that's going on or an, an event because it will remind me of other things or bring mm-hmm. out that bad side of me that I can't control. So, yeah, like, just finding your coping mechanisms for that obviously talking to people makes it important but if you do need to switch Mm -hmm. off and and kind of have that kind of moment to yourself then you do need to do that as well um so I think like we were looking at all the ways you can get help and yeah there's there are some that maybe sound like they can only be used when it's a crisis but it's not you can do it anytime you can and there are people there to help at any level, any level of stress, anxiety, depression that you are feeling. So, you know, we have the Samaritans, we have uh, the Shout Crisis text line, um, Mind. Amazing charity. Um, yeah, absolutely amazing. You can talk to your GP if, if you want to use that as your, you know, your starting place. Um and there are lots of helpful sites as well. So each, you know, NHS Choices has has a site. Um, your Childline, if you are younger and listening to this, I don't know, you know, um, maybe. Um, Young Minds Parents Helpline as well. So very good for any any younger people and parents who are concerned. Um, so there are lots of helpful sites. Um, it is easier to access podcasts that talk about these things. Um, it's just about taking the time. You need to take the time out to look after yourself. Yeah, and just remembering that all of those things are confidential and even mm-hmm. sometimes some businesses might have um, like employee assistance programs that mean that there's yeah. another confidential way of talking to someone and then they can potentially transfer you to a GP or um, another kind of NHS specialist. But I think the GP one is important. I think through lockdown in particular, a lot of people had to go to the doctors and admit yeah. that they were feeling a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, I, I know people that have said, oh, well, I, I shouldn't go because my, my issue is not as important as other people's. And like by instantly thinking of yourself like that, yeah, you're you're hindering any help you can get. So always feel like you can talk to your GP and and they will, you know, be honest with all the different options available to you. And the other big thing I'll say again, because it it hits home with me personally, is if the first thing you do doesn't work, it doesn't mean like that you're not like you can't be sorted out, as it were. Yeah. Like for some people, CBT therapy might work. For some people, hypnotherapy might work. For some people, you might just need a chat with someone every week like there are Mm -hmm. so many different ways to talk about and have kind of coping mechanisms for mental health and it doesn't mean that one size fits everyone and just again like or one person fits everybody you may have you may be talking to somebody with great intentions 
um, an expert who is willing to help you. But if you don't find that connection, don't give up. Don't come away from that situation thinking, this isn't for me. This is not going to work for me. That was a waste of my time. Try again. Do it, you know, give it to yourself to try again. Um, Because you deserve, you deserve to find that uh, support and it is out there. Definitely. Yeah, no, it's also important. And I'm just really glad that as a business, we talk about it a lot. You know, it, it does link in with the program, but it also is just that, you know, we want to help people in every shape or form. So if you are a member, the app has loads of amazing articles mm-hmm. and tips and obviously we've got headspace on there we've got yeah coaching on there and you know just even seeing that i keep getting email notifications that headspace is on netflix now the fact that huge things like that are happening just makes people realize that it's needed right so exactly yeah make sure um to to try out different things and see what what can help you and um, help others maybe around you as well because you know people might not want to help themselves but you can be there to help them find their way as well exactly and we'll try and cheer you up each week with some form of story or you know just the fact that I haven't been to yoga for yet forever but might one day (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it'll be um really nice to know like what people think of this episode I know it's been a bit uh more quiet um and (laughs) serious but um let us know how you're potentially gonna get out in nature is there anything like you're gonna do differently based on that we want to hear it what is helping you what is helping you stay on top what's helping you find that balance you know body and mind um which is what we're all about definitely well thanks sam for that chat today thanks everyone for listening um we hope you all have an amazing week and we'll speak to you next time Bye. Bye.